This is a production of KMmedia.pro. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So come on over into our world. I know you'll like it, because on today's show... Well, you know what today is? Today is a very, very important day. At least it was when I was in the Mexican restaurant business. Today is Cinco de Mayo. And Nathan, I know that you're going to, um, and you're working a long time today. But when you get done, you're going to go out and have margaritas and shots of tequila, aren't you? Working a long day today, so nothing else to say but andale, andale, andale. <laughs> Keep on working. Keep on working, babe. Keep on working. Have you ever, um, do you, are you a tequila guy? Do you ever do tequila? Uh, not too much. I've never gotten too big into it, but nothing beats going down to Arizona and having a nice margarita by the pool. Oh, that's, that's absolutely true. But, you know, there's something called Mezcal. Are you familiar with that brand of tequila? I'm more familiar with Patron, which I know is, like, very basic, and Jose Cuervo. Ah, uh, yes. Well, they've got a worm in them, in the bottom of them. Uh, and and supposedly, if you eat that worm, you're you're a, 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 a man. I, I apparently am still a child, because I'll never do that. Um, but, uh, well, if I get through that a, whole bottle, I'm per- pretty sure that I'll be stupid enough to eat that worm. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed, indeed. So, Cinco de Mayo, everybody, I want to remind everybody, since... Cinco de Mayo is one of those drinking holidays like uh, um, St. Patty's Day and some of the other ones. I want you to remember to have a designated driver. If you're going to go out and play and and hang out in a Mexican restaurant and, and have a uh, burrito and, and several um, Coronas with shots and whatever, make sure you have somebody that's sober that can take you home. We want you to all come home and be safe. Um, that's a public address uh, announcement for today, and and I hope you'll do it. By the way, sir, it is May. Why is it raining? Uh, May f- flowers, I guess, are coming a little bit late. You know, Punxsutawney Phil did not see his shadow, so that means we get, you know, six more weeks of winter. So, really, the April showers bringing May flowers is more like May showers bringing June flowers. Yeah, apparently so. <laughs> so what's the what's the rest of the week look like? Is it going to be? Uh, it's going to be like this for a little bit. You know, it's going to decrease with the weather coming up here, uh, turning into scattered showers over the weekend. But from what I understand, is next weekend it's going to be like it was last week. We're going to get up into possibly those mid eighties. Oh, cool! That'll that'll be awesome. That'll that'll be very nice in my little studio, which is not air conditioning. I'll be just sweating myself to death. <laughs> so we get the rain to stay inside and uh, celebrate Cinco de Mayo, and then next week we get the sun to go outside and see some nice flowers on Mother's Day. Absolutely. By the way, I suggest highly since it's going to be raining today, you might as well. You know, go and uh, maybe get a uh, order some Mexican food and go home with your significant other and have a nice, intimate time. And we have somebody with us today who's going to help you facilitate that. No, she's not going to find that intimate person for you, but she's going to help you understand intimacy and how to do it a little bit better 
or whatever do it means. I don't know. Uh, so, so, so Nathan, let's bring Amy Color on to the show today. Amy, how are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me. I've had the worm. Oh, <laughs> you are a braver person than I, I tell you what. I was in my young 20s. It was a long, hot trip in Mexico, and I ate the worm. I just remember waking up, and it's like a, it's like psychedelic. After you've had that much tequila, you drink the worm, and you wake up the next day. It's not even a hangover. It's literally a, just a trip. <laughs> Especially in my 20s. I'm tiny, too. <laughs> now, you would have to be pretty darn sauce to be able to eat the worm, I do have to say. Exactly. You know, because there's only one per bottle, and I guess I guess the thing is, you're supposed to drink the bottle and then eat the worm. But I could not get through the bottle. I'm afraid. Oh no, I wasn't just me. <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, welcome back. It's awfully nice to have you here again. We've got oh, some big news you. about surrounding you today, don't we? Uh, I'm. Oh, thank you, thank you so much. I'm super excited because my the the online portion of my course the new updated version is available and it's really fantastic and it's everything that i feel a relationship needs to have a great satisfying love life and relationship that's why we get into relationship is for the intimacy so without the intimacy it feels like it's missing something and this is a perfect it's a perfect formula i'm so happy it takes people from roommates to playmates simply easily so happy intimacy game plan is the name of my program doesn't that make sense oh yeah everybody that, should have one uh-huh that's perfect yeah everybody should have an intimacy game plan mm -hmm. if that if you are going to be in a committed relationship with somebody um it really is oh. important to to have a, a a real idea of what intimacy is and how to act on it and how to work together to achieve great things. Yeah. And, and finding what's right for you guys at that time. So I, I call it where we actually part of the program is you create a rules of engagement. So Ooh. for example, one of my couples came to me and she considered that he was cheating so when I asked her what had been going on before that, they hadn't had sex for four years. <laughs> Surprise. Uh, so as I said to her, you know, he was being cheated first. In actuality, you guys cheated each other out of the best part of your relationship. Uh-huh. And that, that's why I say you're still together this long without an intimacy game plan. When you have an intimacy game plan, you're going to feel so much more secure. You can see where you're at right now. Now you're going to be in three weeks, three months, three years, 30 years. It's like, oh, it makes so much sense. Well, what mm -hmm. I don't understand about that, and perhaps you can enlighten me a little bit, is that um, it seems to me that if you are in a relationship and you don't have intimacy and into intimate moments for a long period of time, then it becomes, it seems to me to become more of a, of a, of a roommate situation. But why is it that somebody that would come to you and say, I think he's cheating on me. Why would it surprise them that if they weren't intimate for four years, that what would, what, 
he's human. What would you expect him to do? And you know, that is, is, that is exactly where I come from. What I love to do is I love, I'm very interested. So I, I, I'm talking to her going, I want to understand how this makes sense to you. So I can answer that because I have no judgment on what happened between them, but I want to understand because she's certainly not the only one. So in her mind, since they were married and they had children and they had a home together and they were running their homes and their lives together, he would just be there. That at some point when she had time and could focus on it, that he would be there. So to her, it was a break of trust because their commitment was to be there for each other no matter what. And that she was like, I'll get back to it. But in her mind, she's so busy raising the kids, going to work and running the household, which is why I often say to a him and that, you know, and when I talk to a husband in that situation, this is this is how I say it to him. Sometimes they're just sitting there going, I don't know what I did. I don't know why I did it. I, I, they're just frozen in fear because they've blown up their lives. And this is how I explain it to couples. And I've had so many couples say, yep, that's it. <clears throat> They have little kids. He looks at his wife adoringly and lovingly. Sees her taking care of the kids, running the house, taking care of everything. And he's like, God, I have sexual needs. God, I'm missing something. I don't want to bug her. I don't want to put more stuff on her and say, hey, babe, what about me? I need something from you. He could see how much she was giving. So, you know, to him, it made sense. Oh, I'll just go stop off at the local pizzeria. What's the big deal? It's just pizza. But it's not just pizza. And you don't realize that sometimes until you, after you've had the pizza, how it really affects you. Now you've got a gurgling tummy. Your whole system has changed from it. It actually changes your biochemistry. I can spell on clients. You know, I can tell when clients have more than one partner. It's, just, it's my super keen. But um, so it makes sense. That, that he was going, even that, that guy who's committed and, and hasn't been ignored for hours or for years is saying, I just, I don't want to bug my wife. I'll just go out and get a little pizza on the side. But then it blows up the whole relationship. And when I'm able to say, you actually went out for pizza out of a place of love. You didn't know how to get what you want because it feels like you're asking for too much. What if once a year, and I've talked to so many people who've gone like, well, and, and women who go something like, well, what if once a year, what if once a year I just go meet someone or have a little thing? And, you know, I'll help couples negotiate that if that's what's right for the couple. But it's the keeping secrets part that starts to deteriorate a person and their relationship. Does that make sense? Are you telling me that there are guys out there that are actually making this making it okay for them in their own mind by saying, Oh, she's so busy. She's got this. I love her to death, but I don't want to bother her with that trivial detail. And so I'll just go over here. But now I'm thinking about it. I'm going, that's why gentlemen's clubs exist or strip joints or all of that, because guys are saying, I'm, I'm not going to bother her. I'm not going to, I'm just going to go do this on the side and that'll maybe solve that need. And then I don't have to bring it home and stuff like that. There are guys that actually think that way, aren't there? Right. The problem, the difference with strip clubs and gentlemen's clubs is that 
there's not intimacy. They might yeah. be getting their rocks off, but they're wanting to, to feel like somebody's interested in them. Ah. So, you know, for, and I've talked to people justify whatever they do. Everybody, I had a great, this is why I, a huge influence in my life. One of my mentors said to me, remember, Amy, everybody makes sense all of the time. So I have sat with, I, honestly, I, I've worked with um, sexual predators and I've been like, okay, I want to understand how this makes sense to you. I want to understand how you've gotten to these points. And by under, really understanding the perpetrators, I've really been able to help people who have trauma. Like immensely. I have great insight as to people who've done horrendous crimes. Doesn't that scare you? Doesn't that scare um, you to be in the same room with them? No, not anymore. I've, I've been I've been in badass land for a really, really, really long time. I can't even list some of the some of the people that I worked with: serial offenders, clergy. Yeah, I, I, I for some reason turned into the confessional of of all dangers, and um, I, and all of the work that I did. I was just telling somebody about this this weekend because I don't talk about my work that much. I, I didn't talk about all of this while I did it for two decades, and it's given me great insight. Really getting to know them, and I and I'm not with them anymore. My nervous system just can't take it anymore. <laughs> to be honest, because it really did. It did affect you. Um, but I helped been able to help so many people and make sense of it for them. You know, why did the why did the neighbor do this to me? Why did the neighbor do this to me? And I can explain why people do that. I don't want this to get turned into an ugly show, but it really helps people go, oh, so that they can then heal themselves, take the blame off of themselves, and and start to relate to people. Now, I don't want to take it down that, that road very far, but I do want right. to ask just just r real quickly, what what is it something that is it something that happened in their past? Is it something in their makeup? Is it something in their DNA that would cause somebody to be hurtful to another person in that respect? Um, my experience and my personal research, this is, this is, I mean, I've researched outside of the world and what the books say, but because people came to me and I really got to their underneath without them feeling judged or shamed, they felt really loved, actually. They do it because they have to make sense of what happened to them. Uh. Mm -hmm. that's why there's so much going on and also nowadays there's been a shift because of the porn influence i have just have to say that porn has a violent element to it and um it people are very programmed they're just seeing all these these violent uh intense images and it's altering their sense of reality and what they're actually allowed to do and, and what's socially and publicly acceptable which is why i'm always talking about how privates are called privates because they are and your private life is called your private life and it should be well, one of these days, you and I on one of these shows are going to have a talk about porn and its negative influence on relationships and society and and all of that, because I think there's a lot that plays into all of that. And uh, I've done a lot of research. 
I have chapters on it in my book. I've been helping people with porn for a long time. And again, I also have no shame because honestly, I've also trained porn stars to perform. Now, that would be an that would be an interesting discussion to have with somebody. It really is. So I'll share this. I, it's it's one of my favorite stories. I trained a, a porn star, and then a whole bunch of them came and taught them how to perform and to deliver on cue, as I say. And then one of them came back like a year later and said, "Now I'm in relationship with another porn actor, actress, star, and well, something's missing." <laughs> and I love to say that because people are trying to perform porn sex in their relationships. But even these porn stars came to me and said, something's missing. Yeah, intimacy, pleasure, learning how to care. Because in porn, there's it's not about pleasure. It's not about connection. There are no moods. There are no kids. There's no underwear on the bathroom floor. There's no dishes that have to be washed. Right. Uh huh. So the power struggle of actually connecting with somebody and being vulnerable affects everybody, even porn stars, even Pamela Anderson. It doesn't matter how gorgeous you are. No, it doesn't. Or or who who you are with. We all have we all have a human need, and we've all got human problems, and we all have to get up and and uh, do the dishes and and do the clothes and make the money and and how if we have kids, we got to take care of the kids, and then you got to go to soccer. I, a good friend of mine who's got two kids, and it's soccer, Cub Scouts, baseball, soccer, and it's like they don't have time for anything. They don't have time for anything. And they would love my program because these you can still stay connected in a matter of three to six minutes a week. So there's not an excuse for it. And some of the exercises and the things that I have people do, you're doing to connect with each other, even in front of your kids at a soccer game during a meal. Because connection is something that you can feel in and out of the bedroom. You can be with a couple in a room at a party. I call it the red dress. You can be with a couple. You can feel them connected across the room. Oh, you guys feel so connected. When I go to a party, couples will say, can you tell how a couple is doing just by being around them? And I'll say, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they'll go, how? And it's, I'm looking for the playfulness. Intimacy is the vibe in the space between people. So when you're around people, you can feel how that vibe is. Are, do they feel connected? Does it feel playful? Are they a little antagonistic? So you can feel if people are like, oh. You know, it's it's really easy. And they have a, a vibe all their own uh, and an energy all their own if they are truly uh, interested and care about each other. Um, mm -hmm. And oftentimes, as you go through the course of life and you, you know, you go through the, the stages, which I know that you've been part of every one of those stages, the, the honeymoon followed by the, the, the kids and then the work and then everybody. And then over time, it, it's, it ceases to become what it was and becomes something new. And oftentimes that something new is nowhere near what, what it was. Right. And I say, this is so obvious. That what happens is you get injured in the honeymoon stage, then next comes the power struggle, which is completely natural. It's normal. 
It even had happened to a baseball team. It even happens to friends. Oh, you're my new friend. No, let's go see this movie. Let's go see this movie. It just happens. It's part of life. But on the other side of that is love. And I call that the love your man phase. Love your man. Because, (laughs) (laughs) Because picture a baseball team. Picture the Seattle Seahawks. Even after a bad game, when they lose, they're still like, love your man. Because they trust that they're still a part of a team, that this isn't going to be the end of them, that they're going to be in trouble forever. They trust that they're going to show up for practice. They're going to learn from this. It's going to make them better. And that's why I also see cheating, or as I call it, justifying. (laughs) And I want to go back to that for a minute because it was such a good one. You were talking about how people justify. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to share because I've had so many conversations. So I had a conversation with a man who'd married for 25, 30 years, and he had been chain cheating his entire relationship and i'm talking to him and asking him how he justifies that and he's like well it's fine for me i was always like this and i he said but if she did it and i found out about it i'd I'd end it with her right away and i said why (laughs) why is it okay for you to literally be having affairs with multiple women for 25 years but if she did it once, he would break it. And he said, because it's in my nature and I'm crazy about my life. But if she did it, it's not in her nature. So it would mean that she no longer loved me. And I could just go, oh, I, I, and that's my thing is I have I have no judgment on what somebody's done. I'm just curious how you justify that in your head. So that's how he justifies it. And again, I leave that up to people, whether, you know, how do you feel about that is what I'd say. Did she did she ever catch on? Not to my knowledge, she will never know. He'll he'll there I yeah, not to my knowledge, she'll ever never know. You know, one of these days you and I need to get into an intimate discussion about uh relationship and dating. Uh because there's there seems to be a, a cataclysmic shift going on now between men and women as far as their dating lives and what they will do and what they w- won't do and what they'll put up with and what they won't and and stuff like you're you're standing there you you look like you're in horror uh, i am because I am. of what i said or because of the, the changes that are taking place because of the changes that are taking place there there's so uh, i i mean what to me what everything comes down to is boundaries Feeling safe with yourself, feeling safe with other people comes down to boundaries. And now people are negotiating things and they think they're negotiating boundaries when it comes to uh, mini monogamy, as I call it. Like these little mini, really, you know, we're together, we're together, we've been together for two months in a serious relationship. And then the next one, it's, it's a lot of energy. That's a lot of focus. Um, yeah, there's people, people are rushing in and I get it because People are hungry for skin connection and they don't want to have skin connection without penetration. And that's a huge part of what I teach actually is even for my couples, my long-term relationships. I want you to practice whole body skin connection and exploration. And I would say the same to people who are dating. Here, can I give, can I share? Can I share? Yeah, please do. Okay. So a college boy. The college boy was standing there staring at me and going, what's your question? What's your question? (laughs) And he said that he wants to be able to explore with lots of girls, but every time he he 
has sex with a girl, he ends up in a relationship. And I call those accidental relationships. And I'm all about intention. So he's going, what do I do? Because she's all of a sudden, and, and he's like, I want to be able to. And I said, ah, here's what I want you to do. Explore every girl on campus, everyone, and keep your underwear on. If you can play and explore sensuality and whole body pleasure and sensually express and enjoy each other, then by the time you go, you're the one and you choose her, you normally are going to be able to explore and play together for a lifetime because exploration happens outside of penetration. So once you go straight to penetration, where, where do you back up from that? How do you explore and be playful? You you can't and and how do you? We had a saying in our house. Are you ready for this? Oh yeah. Uh, we had two yeah. boys, oh. and and uh, our our saying was K Y P I P. Keep in your pants. Keep your Peter in your pants, and. Uh, and of course, um, I come to find out years later that didn't have any effect on anybody. But the idea is, you know, and you you are right. And if, if one 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 of my close relatives, we'll say, is a very pretty boy, um, mm -hmm. very good looking. And I asked him one time. I said, "What's it like for you?" to go see a really pretty girl at a dance and to walk up to her and ask her to dance when you're putting, when you're putting yourself out there, you're risking everything to talk to that woman or that girl. And he says, I don't know what that means. I've never had that experience. They've always come up to me. I've never asked a girl out on a date in my entire life. And I said, boy, I wish I was you. But anyway, um, it was it was like and so he did not have any that on the, the his his brother, the other relative was like, I ask people out and they say no all the time because okay. he wasn't nearly the pretty boy. He's got a great heart great soul, great mind, but he wasn't the pretty boy. Whereas the pretty boy could have any girl he wanted and did. And so when a girl would think that she was, um, this is, this is the conundrum that people find themselves. It should, a girl would think, well, you know what? I got him. He slept with me and we had a great time. And, and in his mind, he's like, next in her mind, she's like, I, he's my, and, and then they don't understand what, what happens with that. Does that make sense? That's what I wrote down. I wanted to ask you, is the pretty boy in a relationship? <laughs> um, beer and video games created a child. And so, yes. Okay. And that, and so, and, and that's exactly it. And I'll share this with you because it's really fun. And it's part of what makes me so interesting. My best friend for life, my best friend and business partner is stunning. She was a super mom. I was her friend. Because <laughs> <laughs> Every gorgeous girl has to have that little friend. And that guy who's in that, that, you know, that, that pretty boy doesn't have any hard time getting a date. It's still about intimacy. And just because somebody's pretty and they get lots of date does not mean that they know what they're doing in the bedroom. 
I've had lots of gorgeous, pretty boys. I've worked with movie stars, rock stars, unbelievable. And and this is, you know, sometimes what they, they say to me or rather what I say to people, hmm, I'm saying it. They'll say to me, I've been with hundreds of girls. Why can't I get it? And I'll say, because you've been with hundreds of girls. Show me a man who has satisfied a woman for years. And I'll show you a man who's learned to be a good lover. If you've been with hundreds of girls, and I would say to them, how many times have you, how many girls have you been with a third time? And they'll be like, what? What is it? Why? What? And it's exactly it. It's the third or time. The first time she's just like, oh, my God, he's so gorgeous. I can't believe I'm having sex with a man who's so hot and I really like him. Oh, my goodness. The second time she's going, okay, let's see if he can bring anything. Right. She's so excited that it's her body doing all the work. Uh -huh. hey. The second time she's still excited going, what can he bring? The third time she's giving it a chance. If she, if he gets a third time and even that's, even if he's gorgeous. So it wears off, doesn't it? It wears off. Well, it's sort of like you have to be, how, no matter how gorgeous you are, you have to be able to do something with it. You know, I've known a lot of these gorgeous men who come to me and go, what do I do in the bedroom? I know it's crazy. And what do I do in a relationship? And I'm like, wow. Well, the interesting thing, and we need to take a break, and we're talking with Amy Culler, by the way, and she's our intimacy coach. She's becoming very, very uh, intimate with the show, you know, and we really enjoy and we really enjoy talking with her. By the way, uh, we're going to take a break right now. When we come back, uh, Nathan's going to give you the phone numbers of uh, how you can give us a call to talk to Amy and give us a call and uh, don't be shy. And, uh, and we'll talk about what's, what's going on with you. And uh, she's going to be here on a regular basis. We're, I'm very excited about that. We're just doing, um, this, is, this is really important work of really for humanity because we want to keep people together and intimate with each other and loving and caring. And the best way to do that is, is by connection. So we, we need to take a break. You're listening to positive talk radio and we will be all right. The bag. Hello, everybody. If I could have your attention, please. I have an important announcement to make just for you. As you may know, PTR is heard and seen on radio KKNW and now Kixie several websites, podcasts, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and most social media. At PTR, we believe in working together to make the world a better place. And because you're listening, we know that you're dedicated to the same. So we'd like to support your efforts by offering an outstanding multimedia package for you at a deeply discounted rate. As our partner, you'll receive commercial creation, both video and audio, at least 10 commercial plays per week, a monthly show to highlight your business and passion, exclusive website positioning with links, video shorts for social media, commercial plays on all shows, podcasts, KKNW, and Kixie. Your commercial is embedded into each episode and as a podcast is sent to over 50 different platforms. All shows are performed live and sent to Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter and stay there forever. Your podcast episodes are provided to you to use as you see fit. This one-time offer is only $250 a week based on a 13-week commitment. And as our partner, we are vested in your success and will do everything in our power to make it happen. However, there are limited spots available, so don't hesitate. Please email me at kevin at kmmedia.pro and let's get the ball rolling.
When you want to say more than words communicate, you can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. anaturaldesign.com at your fingertips today. Hey there, I would personally like to thank you for making Positive Talk Radio part of your day. Whether you like podcasts or the radio show, we're glad to have you along. I'd love to hear from you with thoughts about the show and ways that we can make it even better. You are the reason we do these shows, because the more people we can touch, the better we can make the planet and our time here just magnificent. Please contact me, Kevin, at kmmedia.pro with any thoughts, comments, or suggestions. And thank you for being in my dream. And welcome back, everybody, to Positive Talk Radio. Remember, Positive Talk Radio will also be on Kixie at 3 o'clock this afternoon. We've got a great show for you lined up for that as well. So that's 880 on your dial. And Nathan's going to give you the phone numbers now if he's still around. Yes, I am. And I'm going to put them on the screen here for those of you watching on YouTube or Facebook or even Twitter. And our phone numbers are 425-373-5527 or toll free at 1-888-298-5569. Again, 425-373-5527 or toll free at 888-298-5569. Remember, we are on AM radio, so we are under FCC restrictions. And since this is a pretty, you know, intimate topic, literally and figuratively, make sure you keep your questions or comments PG. That would be, that would be, uh, uh, if you ever listen to George Carlin, the seven words you can't say on TV apply here. So just just be, be, be. but you know, uh, we're talking with uh, Amy Culler, and if you go to amycolor.com, you can find out all about her, her brand new program that she's got out, and that um, she is the intimacy coach, and she is with us, um, she's going to be with us on a regular basis, I do have the feeling, because it just dawned on me, uh, while we were talking, we were talking about pretty boys. And we're talking about uh, girls who go after pretty boys and pretty boys don't necessarily, you know, really good looking guys that, that, that they have girls lined up. And I'm my, my, this particular uh, person said that I asked him how come he texts all the time and does not, um, he texts and does not, uh, um, uh, talk to people on the phone. And he says, well, that way I can talk to three or four girls at the same time and text them all. If I was talking to them, I could only talk to one at a time. And by the way, we have got already, we've got a call uh, for Amy. This will be fun. <laughs> I hope <laughs> Nathan, what do we got? We have Chad calling from Madison, Wisconsin. Welcome to the show, Chad. You're live with Amy color and Kevin McDonald. Kevin and Welcome, Amy. Chad. Hello. Such a pleasure. How are you today? Hey, awesome. thanks for going. What's Amy, your question, Chad? This is Chad Cross, by the way. Oh, thank you. So good to And I you. saw you were going to be on Positive Talk Radio. I'm like, oh, I'm so in. <laughs> I love it. So good to hear from you, my gorgeous old friend. So tell me, what's your situation these days? 
Oh my gosh, I won't go too far into where I'm at, but I am single and that's why I called in. So I wanted to share, you were touching on something that I wanted to point out and that's that, you know, for years and years, I equated intimacy with love. Okay. And you were the first person to be like, "Mm, maybe not all the time. And that was really hard for me. And specifically when uh, my marriage ended and I've been married a number of times. Never mind. I'm not very good at this stuff. Okay. But anyways, my, my former wife had an approach. She had an open approach to her sexuality that I didn't understand. And it was, this is many, many years ago. And I was really confused. And I called Amy and I, I literally remember an IM to Amy on Facebook saying, Amy, please save me from myself. I can't, I don't understand was very difficult for me to just put myself in a place where I could just be a human being and not be attached to, uh, how shall I say, my self-esteem based on someone else's intimacy towards me. And that's where Amy Mm -hmm. came in. And Amy's like, oh, no, buddy, you're confused. And you helped me to draw a really clear line on where I stood as an individual and where I stand in a relationship or in an intimate situation with other people. And so, and also you were saying earlier about keep your underwear on. That's the best mm-hmm. advice in the world. Cause you can be really intimate with someone without getting naked. So I'll stop there. I love you, Amy. I just had to call in and I wanted to share this woman absolutely knows what it's about. For sure. Oh, you're the sweetest. You know what? Can you remind me what it was that I shared with you about how intimacy is not love all of the time? Absolutely. I mean, I mean, the bottom line is I, my, this particular spouse and I, we just crashed madly in love. We were just so mm-hmm. into each other and I really thought it was something special. Mm-hmm. And I realized that it wasn't me that made it special. It was, there were other pieces of it. And that's what you were like, look, it's not you. And I think mm-hmm. that we all personalize our self-esteem and our, our self-worth in a relationship on how attractive we feel to the other partner. I don't care who says what, that's where it starts. You want to be good looking and attractive in grade school or high school, whatever. And so for you, you were like, look, okay, she wants to be with many other people. That doesn't mean you're any less of a person. And that was really hard for me to accept. So I don't mean to make this about me, but I wanted to share a success story. This has been decades ago, this happened. And Amy, yeah. and I love you. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. Love you too. So thank you for sharing that. And what he was sharing was that um, even though he is gorgeous. <laughs> and, he is. Thanks, <laughs> and his wife is probably gorgeous, which is why the chemistry was so spitfire. That her looking outside of his relationship, her having... Uh, breaking their boundary and having other lovers, if you will, was not a reflection on him and did not mean that he was less valuable, less worthy, or less gorgeous, because that's <laughs> impossible. Oh, <laughs> that sums it up well. And, it, and it's, I think that these pieces are pieces that I learned when I was young, specifically from my mom, because she, she is really important to her that she was beautiful and desired and it was a big part of her self-esteem and Amy helped me to get around that. So anyways, I love you and I'm so excited to see you're out there and doing this and what a great Chad, Chad, before you go, I want to, if it's all right, can I ask you a question? 
please, by all means. Because uh, it sounds like your relationship with this particular individual, you considered it sacred and one-on-one and wanted, and she considered sex an athletic event. Um, so, so that she could, she, <laughs> and Amy just pointed at me and, and was like, but, because there's some people that consider it more of an athletic event than they do an intimate moment. Does that make sense? And they're different. Absolutely. You can have both. <laughs> I, I, I would agree. I would agree. It was, it, you know, it's interesting. And I don't even want to go too far into who she was, but she was a, a very successful counterpart of a morning radio team. So there was a lot of public attention. I think that was, I didn't realize what that was kind of her thing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand how important that attention was on even more than a, uh, non-intimate level and that it it, again amy helped me to understand that she wasn't wrong for this this did not make her a bad person it was just who she was and it was a part that i had never explored and i didn't understand so yeah it was hard for me to accept though that there is the olympics of love and that's okay too there's nothing wrong with that and it took me a while embarrassingly i was in my 40s before i figured this out but anyways there you have it. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Chad. Chad, thank you so much for giving us a call and being open. It's been my pleasure, and um, I'm sure we'll talk again. I love your I love your show. I love it. Positive Talk Radio. It doesn't get any better. I love you, Amy. Best of luck. I'm sure we'll talk soon. Thank you, Chad. All right. Take, take, take care, and remember to um, – um, so what's he bringing home for dinner? <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He lives in Wisconsin. I'm in Vancouver. I've been doing this for a long time. And I'm sure that in the in the course of your work, you have there are, <clears throat> you know, I was I was a bus driver for 12 years, and occasionally I would get into trouble, and I would say to myself, "Oh boy, I'm in trouble. I have to go see the chief and stuff." And um, I am sure that in your world. There's in just like the bus driving world, there's nothing my chief had not seen or had not uh, been, been part of before and and had, you know, all that stuff. And I'm sure that, that you fall into that same category. There's nothing that someone can share with you that you have not had a, a conference with somebody before doing the same. No. Nope. Nope. And especially because I fell into such unique fall of world working with you know, creeps, if you will, <laughs> but wanting to understand that, studying neurology, studying, you know, body language. So yeah, there's nothing I haven't seen. And since I've been supporting men for such a long time, you can literally, that's why I say, ask me anything because people do. And people will email me out of the blue and ask me a question and I'll answer them. So I really dedicated my life to helping people feel loved because what the world needs now is love, sweet love. I got to tell you, you're absolutely right. But I I wanted to ask you this because this, I truly, truly, truly do not understand. Mm -hmm. And that, that is, um, I had a guest on the show. He's been on a couple of times. He's the husband of, of, uh, of a real dear friend. Her name is, uh, Rebecca. I won't give his name, but he was abused as a child at the Catholic school Mm -hmm. by priests. I've worked with many. And I, and I truly, truly, truly do not understand 
the frame of mind that a priest could possibly be in when he is on when he has mass every Sunday, most of the time, two or three times a week, he's deeply enmeshed in the Bible. He's deeply enmeshed in 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 spirituality and taking care of people and being kind to people. How could that actually? And it happens a lot. How can it happen? Is it because? Well, uh, I'm going to interrupt you because I don't want you to go down that lane. I don't want to, I don't want to, what I'd like to do is set aside, we can have a conversation about religious abuse and shame and how I see it presented in society and how I see it affecting. But what I'd rather talk to is Rebecca's husband uh, um, because that's who I want to help. I know about those guys and why they did it and how they justify it. I still talk to many of them. I'm the counsel to many clergy. However, I do it so that I can help Rebecca and her husband. Yeah. And sometimes I talk to couples and I'll, and I can just say, look, let me, let me talk to him separately because I know that there was re specifically religious abuse. And I see it in many, many religions, uh, whether it's shame or abuse, it happens in different ways, or even the fear of God when they put them in children. And so what, how it happens to what happens to a Rebecca's husband is that he starts to infantile, if you will, shame and separate his sexuality. And it's always wrapped in this blanket of confusion and shame. And sometimes it comes out in weird, inappropriate jokes because they try to justify it to themselves. And they have a strange sense of boundaries because that person who they trusted cross a physical boundary in their private. So what happens is that becomes this confusion. What I do with them is we retrain. I use that huddle sound mm -hmm, because that sound tells the nervous system, I want to be here. So what happens to a Rebecca's husband is he checks out whenever it comes to sexual activity or anybody who's had an abuse like that, they check out. So they're like, okay, okay. And then they check out. So for women, it'll be like, okay, go ahead. And they disappear out of their body. And for that guy, he'll do the same thing, which is why I'll say they'll infantile it because sometimes they turn into little boys or they feel very young when it comes to sexuality. So what I help them do is to, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Practice staying in connection with themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes you stay in connection to yourself. When you do it with your partner, you're staying in connection with your partner. And it's the sound that says, I choose to be here. So you are staying all the way here. We do this practice of exercises until you are able to be in skin-to-skin -skin connection is, and still stay present. And you, and then that person just keeps going, I want more of this until that other part, we are rewiring the nervous system to be in sensual connection with your partner. I get rid of the word sex. It helps every time. We well, you know mm. what's interesting is that I interviewed a gentleman that um, his partner dearly loves was abused um, when she was a child. And she forgot it for 20 years and they were in a relationship and it came back and it, and it came back with a vengeance. And I, you know, one of the things that, that you can help people with is it's not only the person that has been abused and, and that, and has been assaulted 
that this affects this affects spouses and and significant others and folks and you can help them all heal through it um mm-hmm. which is just an amazing gift that you have mm-hmm. so what i've explained to the person who's living with them and i'm going insane why is this so hard i love them i connect with them i can feel them then the minute we go to connect they check out and I'll say that insanity that you feel, that's called complex post-traumatic stress disorder, which you get by being with somebody who has post-traumatic stress disorder. And I'm not a labeler, but that's just sort of a trauma response, the label that I'll attach to somebody who's had sexual trauma. When you're living with them, you have a trauma because of their response. But by doing these practices together, we feel connected. And what I say to that person who's had trauma, extreme trauma, What I want them to know is that they are not alone and that although they feel hopeless, that's why I'm here. Hope, the opposite of hope is trust that there is a solution and having a plan. And that's why I call it an intimacy game plan. The opposite of hopeless is a plan. Hmm. And when you have a plan where you show up together at, I'm going to say, oh, look, at one o'clock on Fridays and we huddle, we don't talk, we just, "Mm mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we make that sound for three breaths. That's it. Do we talk about it afterwards? No, because that would cause trauma. Talking causes trauma. Talking makes us be, feel defensive. Talking makes us such, so it's just about coming together and feeling connected. Physically, you know, holding each other, coming, and that's it. Little by little, your nervous system says, oh, I like this and I want more of this. This is safe. So then you have these repeat patterns and it's these little rituals that reframe the brain. This is different than that. What I do with my partner is I share sensual pleasure and have intimacy. What those people did to me was not sharing sensual pleasure or intimacy. It was something completely different. And they're able to then separate the two. Yes, The more you have of this, the more you want it. And what happens is that your partner is in it with you. So when they see you check out and go, and I give them the physical clues, they stop breathing, they stop making a sound, their head, eyes close, head leans back to the left. I've studied neurology inside and out, the body language. When you see your partner do that, all action stops, stop moving, put a palm on your chest or their chest. Mm -hmm. Then they're reminding their nervous system that sound says, I'm here. I'm okay, and I'm willing to be with what is in front of me. And then you come back and you're like, oh, right, I'm safe with you. Mm -hmm. Because it's our human nature to be defensive when we feel vulnerable, and intimacy is vulnerable. Having somebody as a woman enter your body physically is vulnerable. So a lot of people, a lot of women check out while they're doing it. And a lot of men are not feeling safe, emotionally vulnerable and emotionally connected, or they're concerned that she's cheating or I'm not doing it right or whatever. So they're checked out and just trying to get it over with. Mm-hmm. So healing is, is having a connection that you can feel. And this consistency of mm-hmm, mm, oh, being able to feel and hear each other and hear those sounds, very healing. Very, very healing. So I've helped a lot of people. And I've also helped a lot of those perpetrators, those clergy, understand why they've done these things and try and 
heal themselves and their communities, take some responsibility for the vibe that they're sending out, really changing. You know, you and I have talked now for, I don't know, how many have we done? Four or five, six episodes now? I don't know. Uh, but, in, like three mm-hmm. but if you go back to positivetalkradio.net, you can review them all. Uh, Amy Culler, and I got to tell you, um, what I really appreciate about you and and the intimacy that you share is because it's not about the outcome. How many times do we always talk about the end of the event and the outcome? That's not what it's about. It's about the intimacy of two people connecting together and enjoying each other's company at the most fundamental level. That's what I've learned from you so far. I hope to learn a lot more. Does that does that does that make sense? Did, did I say that kind of right? You said it perfectly. You said that perfectly. What I'd say is that the coach at the game doesn't say go in and win. He says go in and make it a great game. Mm-hmm. There was a guy. Yeah. There, huh? there was a coach by the name of Frosty Westerling. I don't know if you've ever heard that name. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a coach of PLU. He wrote the book, uh, Make It a Great Day. And he was a coach for like 30 years. And that was the principal message that he told all of his teams is we're going to do the best we can and we're going to make it a great game a great day and and he he coached for like 30 years and and he won national championships and and he was instrumental in many many young men's lives becoming the men that they were destined to be not the boys that so many others end up being that makes sense I'd say I would I'd like to claim that same title. <laughs> <laughs> I've helped them be the men they're supposed to be. <laughs> be, the, be the man that the, the, you really can be and not the boy that you think you were when you're 17. You don't know anything mm-hmm. and, and right. stuff. So, Amy, I really appreciate having you here. I want to give you, we've got about a minute and a half left in the show. I want to give you a moment to say uh, anything that's on your mind about your program, about you, how to work with you. Okay. I'm going to real quick. Hey, amycutter.com. I'd love to have you apply for my intimacy game plan. You can be back in the game right away. And that's, I'm going to answer a question that I had really quick because it's perfect for this. How do I bring this up with my partner after all these years of having zero intimacy or meh? And that's why I have all these pieces. So go find my TED Talk. That is the best place to start so that you can say, oh, look, I found this woman. Isn't she great? You can see that I'm totally approachable and easy to talk with. And then you'll see I have a free call on my site so that you can see if working with me is right for you because I want people to feel comfortable. This is we are making sure we're a good match, just like you would pick a coach. So I'd look forward to helping everybody get back in the game. Thank you for having me. That's what it's all about is getting back mm-hmm. in the game and taking care of each other and being kind to one another and loving one another. And the best way to do that is to understand what uh, many of us don't even have a clue how important intimacy can be in our lives and how wonderful it can be. Um, and you can help them 
get a clue and uh and understand a little bit better so amy keller has been our guest and she's going to be back often be be looking out for her. she's she is a, a wonderful teacher and the coach and a mentor and an intimacy coach so i'd like to thank you for being here thank nathan for doing it we're going to be back on the air at three o'clock on kixie 880 a.m so stay tuned for that and by the way be kind to one another because each other's all we've got See you three.